It is Emma Brain sitting in for James Pike away for this week and it is uh, Fitness Radio, Get Fit Radio and a little bit of a change of pace for you this week as live in the studio we've got guests Jason Grimmer, Australian fitness and lifestyle coach and Mel Sidkey, an aerial arts fitness and health coach. Good evening to both of you. Good evening. Hi. How are you doing? Good, good. Good, yeah. <laughs> it's nice being here so late. It's great. If you do have any health, fitness-related questions, feel free to get in touch on the SMS 4001 or you can use the Dubai iFree app and we will do our best to um, answer your questions. Now, Mel, one of the reasons I wanted to get you in here at the moment, and Jason, I want your opinions on this as well, is uh, I want to talk about pole fitness because it's yeah. something that is just exploding mm-hmm. um, all over the place. At the Dubai Muscle Show this year, we had the very first Dubai uh, Pole Cup, mm-hmm. uh, which you competed in as well. No, you, you, actually, you were the organiser, weren't you? <laughs> and um, but I was I was standing there watching people take this in, and the looks on their faces. I'm not quite sure they could believe what What's they were happening? seeing <laughs> yeah. half the time. But it was interesting because um, I know that you girls took the um, the portable pole mm-hmm. as well. And when you see these um, slim little women who are flagging and mm-hmm. doing handsprings and everything, and then these big muscly guys come along and they can't you know like climb a pole or anything and they're just sitting standing there in awe it's quite something to see so how do you think um dubai and the uae is reacting to pole taking off here yeah pole um actually it's not as big here as many other countries it's still quite new um studios i think we have about six studios in dubai um and that event, I think it spoke for itself. We had like the biggest crowd at the event. Um, I, d- I think people were more shocked than anything. And, and we have f- over 43 athletes, both national and international, that came to compete. We had uh, national and interna- international judges. Um, yeah, and the, actually the event was not sponsored. I, I had to fund it myself. Um, and hopefully this year we're going to find sponsorship. But the the response to it was fantastic. Yeah, 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 completely. Um, I'm actually, I was like, shocked. <laughs> <laughs> and Jason, did you get a chance to see any of this? I unfortunately didn't get a chance to see, but it, it is quite an impressive um, form of exercise, that's for sure, 100%. Mm-hmm. And for you as, as someone that, that has a focus on strength training for women as a coach as well, how do you view it as, um, a, as a fitness regime for not only strength but flexibility and um, you know body strength training as well? Um, it definitely would be um, one, of the, one of the ones that are quite difficult up there. You would need a high level of, of strength. Um, your strength to weight ratio is extremely important, um, not to mention your flexibility and your mobility. So it does, as far as covering most aspects of your, your sort of your fitness, um, it, it, would, yeah. it is quite challenging yeah. and it's it. plenty <laughs> of benefits for sure. And uh, as uh, Mel, it's not just for the girls. We did that. You do see guys. No, there was a no, men's yeah. category. So Jason, would you be <laughs> tempted to give it a go? Look, I think I'd need to work on uh, my strength to weight ratio for sure before I, you see me up <laughs> one of those hilarious. poles. That's for sure. But the uh, guys are so good, though. They're so strong. They're amazing. It's so annoying. What they do. <laughs> I'm like, I want to do that. <laughs> but it's one of those things because one thing I wanted to talk about today was alternative ways of keeping mm-hmm. fit and fitness, and this is definitely one of them. I mean, a lot of us, we go to the gym, but the gym, I really hate to say it, can get a bit mundane Mm -hmm. sometimes if you don't know how to mix up your program. So this is one way to do something different. And everyone can start somewhere with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I agree. And it's it's, uh, 
it's there's such a community pole uh, aerial it's the same I think with any sport once you start in a community you you see your progress a lot quicker whereas if you're going to the gym by yourself it gets a bit uh, lonely and um, you don't always stay on top of it and so where do we see it going uh, from here we said obviously we've got about six studios at the moment can we see this growing yes yeah completely I think um, the UAE uh, it has a lot of opportunity and potential mm. As it's brand new, I think, um, yeah, in a few years' time, it'll be really big. It's already actually um, petitioning to be an Olympic sport. BBC, I think, have announced that it is an Olympic sport. I need to double-check that, so don't... Uh, I don't think it's on the watch list, isn't it? So it's yeah. one of the ones that can be seen as, yeah. as a potential Olympic sport in the future. But it's one of those sports that's kind of breaking down boundaries because traditionally when we think of pole yeah, yeah, we yeah, think of it. the other side of it yeah. but it's grown so much mm. and we do see a lot of local ladies doing it now yeah and they come along and uh, and uh, and give things a go so it, it's growing and, and is it for everyone can everyone have a go yeah they really can um the coaches it, it really goes down to the coach uh in any sport it's always a coach that is the one helping pushing you so if you go to the right studio and you go to a really good coach then for sure it's for anyone and uh taking a look at out of the box workouts is there anything that you guys like at the moment that's along those lines um, for me, to be honest, like I, I tend to kind of stick to more sports-based exercise for me. So joining you know, different teams, football, indoor soccer, touch, netball, any of these kind of sports are a great alternative to keeping fit and active. Um, building a community similar to that that you'd get from a pole environment. Um, you know, covering totally different areas of your fitness um, and in, in keeping active as well as keeping it, it, it new and fresh. So, yeah, that would probably be my number one go-to. And so we've got an SMS in here that says, how reliable and efficient is EMS training for weight loss? That comes from JK. Any thoughts on that one? For weight loss, EMS training for weight loss. I don't know what EMS training is. What is EMS? Stay with us, JK. We'll have to have a thought on a thought on this one. Or we can come back to it if you guys want. Um, I've got let's, yeah, let's yeah. You want to come back to, to that one, so we can do a bit of research and we can give you guys an answer on that one. And um, I've got another question here for you guys. That um, it's quite an interesting one that came through on the text uh, during the week. Um, someone says, "Whenever I go to the gym or workout, I become extremely depressed afterwards. I go home and I cry in my car all the way home after a workout. So I start a." Avoiding workouts. Mm. It's the complete opposite of a runner's high that others experience. Why is this happening mm. to me? Yeah. Uh, is, it, is that coming from a girl? Do you know? I don't. <laughs> it, doesn't, sure. it, it doesn't, doesn't say. say. It's usually um, people when they go to the gym, they're so keen to see a specific goal or it's usually to lose weight. And if they don't quite know what they're doing in the gym or they haven't got a structure or they're not doing the movements efficiently, they're not going to see the results. Um, so I think people go in there, get wound up and they stress about it so much that it makes it like a negative environment to be around. Mm. So this is why I think it's important for you to, uh, if, you, if you're looking for a coach, go to a good coach or even start a community, something in the community. You have other people to guide you and help lift your spirits. So about having, you need a little support system you sometimes, do, you do. don't definitely. you? Agreed, definitely. It all comes down to having that point of contact, having someone that can help structure your programs, obviously keep your goal in mind. A lot of the time people will get frustrated because they're going into the gym to try and achieve a goal in particular, um, which they could spend, you know, 
a number of time trying to work towards, they might not may not be on the right track even towards reaching this this goal. So sometimes it is good to sort of outsource, look at different alternatives, look at coaching or upskilling yourself. Um, and that way you will start to notice the rewards, definitely. Because I was uh, reading an article earlier that said uh, 50% of Brits, when they go to the gym, they work, they walk in and they have no idea what they're going to do <laughs> with their workout program. So it's like, yeah. what's the point? You've got to have a Something. purpose to be there. You've got to have a program or, or a, a structure of some kind. So what mm-hmm. would you guys recommend? Where would you start putting together a program? So, so I would say it all form, the basis of, of an effective program would come down to the purpose of the program. So what is your goal? What's your focus? Why are you coming into the gym? Um, again, that, that will completely vary. But for the average Joe, it might be to, for one, I would say one of the most common way, reasons is to look and feel better. Hmm. Um, so once that's identified, if you feel that's something that you can complete, I would always recommend without plugging personal trainers or coaches, I would suggest mm-hmm. if you are inexperienced in this field, simply um, put aside some time to look into talking to a coach. Um, they can help set you up. Um, from there, you'll look at sort of structuring your programming, um, identifying how it's going to fit into your routine. People in Dubai, extremely busy schedule. So you want to make sure that you're setting yourself up with something that you can fit into your schedule um, and is at the right level for you so that you're building a foundation that you can progress on. Mm-hmm. And in turn, setting small goals, um, achieving those. And before you know it, you would have gotten very close to achieving your overall result. So mm-hmm. small wins and you'll see a big reward. Yeah, I completely agree. And um, how... Do you go about, I don't know how to phrase this question, how do you go about finding the right trainer and the right coach for you? Because someone like, uh, I'll take myself an example. So um, a program for a 20 year old is going to be completely yeah. different to someone in their 40s like mm-hmm. me. And not all coaches are um. the same. Not one model fits all. So how do you go about researching and finding the best coach for you? Alrighty, so there are, there are a number of different ways you can find coaches these days. Obviously, social media is a massive aspect into this. Um, my biggest suggestion would be to making sure that you're sitting down with a coach, obviously going through um, the credential side of things, making sure they've gone through the correct experiences, uh, making sure that they are the correct coach for your goal. Um, a lot of coaches out there are happy to even refer you on to coaches who they feel would even be better suited to your goal if it's something that they aren't, you know, aren't really skilled in. So um, taking the time to really get to know the coach, what they're after, if they are there to help you um, and then I would say it's definitely something that you could look forward look forward to getting a result from excellent okay alright we will continue this discussion very very shortly and we will come back to that question on electrical muscle stimulation definitely, which yes. is actually I one just, thing that yeah. I was going to ask you guys about later on because I see a lot of people doing, doing this it. all over Instagram at the moment so one of the questions I can't say I've heard of it when you think about I've fitness, seen the pictures but I never put two and two yeah it's, um, it's something I kind when of you stick past. to the like I think people uh, actually just a topic um, we see all this stuff on Instagram everyone's like wow uh, it's amazing when you stick to the basics and what you know works then people are just expanding on it it might be like a money making thing sometimes um, sticking to the basics is Mm. better than going overboard with doing loads of crazy new uh, fitness crazies you know and uh, when I think of electrical muscle stimulation I hate to say it but I, I have images of those 80s great. belts the ab worker belts do you know what I mean yeah, those kind of things yeah. whether it's for whether it's to go alongside a workout it's during workout or post workout I, I don't know about these things it's Emma Brain sitting in for James Pikeway on fitness radio in the studio with me this evening we've got Jason Grimmer Australian fitness and lifestyle coach and Mel Sidkey Aerial Arts fitness and 
and health coach. And we want to come back and um, address this SMS. We've got some more information now. So the question was, how reliable and efficient is electrical muscle stimulation for weight loss? Is 20 minutes a week really as good as they say? Apparently, the burnout continues for a week and the 20 minutes is equivalent to a four-hour workout. Plenty of studios and adverts for it these days. Uh, thoughts, Jason? Let's go. Well, who wants to go first? Look, to be, yeah. to be totally honest on the topic, um, I haven't heard much about it. So for me, these alternative training methods, I feel that you can't ignore the basics, which are simply calories in, calories out. And, and they're usually burnt through hard work um, and a focused, structured and balanced training program and nutrition plan. Now, for me, um, I haven't had enough experience on this topic. Um, I think Mel- it says for it's like tw- you're saying, okay, 20 minutes, it's as... It's- it's like doing four, four hours work then you're kind of you're saying for yourself you're finding a shortcut mm-hmm. uh, you're not putting in the effort it's a kind of uh, a quick fix um, yes it can be great to stimulate muscle contraction um, let's say if you've got uh, p- post-workout get the blood flow back in your in your body but I yeah. again I'm I have I've haven't uh, done it so yeah it is really one of those grey zones I feel are we kind of uh, along the lines of if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is? I, I do agree. <laughs> well, I, no, I, for sure, I'd like, try it. But I again, like, I, we train because your body's designed to move, you know? Yeah. So what, you're sitting at home or sitting in a studio, whatever you're doing, you're um, putting wires on your body. Um, your body, yeah, your body's designed to move. <laughs> get out there and move yeah, basically move. is yeah. what we're saying what happens before we had this you know like uh, exactly. back to the basics do you guys find that there's a lot of gimmicks out there these days too many gimmicks and that we're getting away from the basics definitely there, yeah, there's heaps of different alternatives out there you know everyone's looking for that that quick shortcut to six pack abs um, it doesn't exist unfortunately um, the key is hard work um, a structured program um, for me it all comes down to that energy balance so making sure that you are you know if you are looking at weight loss you're in a calorie deficit and simply you're burning more than you're consuming it's as simple as that I've got a couple of interesting questions in from Annabelle who says what do you think is too much or too little to pay for a gym membership if you're looking for weight training only and how many sh- how many machines do I honestly need I'm clued about using anything that isn't a barbell and what are the most underrated or underused exercises or pieces of equipment in a gym okay so so many questions sorry okay, so let's let's say uh, gym membership there's low there's loads of gyms in dubai um i think uh, we'll go back to word of mouth find a gym that's uh, close to you that's affordable have a look around there ask someone to show you around um see what coaches they have there maybe someone can help you but when it comes down to it movement is key so uh how can i explain it when you're targeting i don't know if i take away i'll blabber on (laughs) emma that question just sorry the second one could you just the second one how many many machines do i honestly need i'm clueless about using anything that isn't a barbell okay so there's there's a lot of different bits of different bits of equipment out there a barbell is one of can be one of the most versatile bits yeah. of equipment you can cover so many different exercises yeah. different muscle groups um in all sorts of um levels um from beginner to mm-hmm. to to advance so um again that would come down to the goal that's in, at hand 
Um, it would also come down to with your experience using that equipment. So um, again, if you are inexperienced, the machines can be a good way to isolate certain muscles. Mm -hmm. They're a lot more structured. Um, the pin loaded weights are a lot more e easy to adjust. Mm -hmm. um, so I would suggest again, not getting caught up in the amount of equipment out there, but it would yeah. all come down to you know finding a plan and then and sticking to it. And is there, is there a most underrated or underused piece of equipment out there? That, that thing oh. that sits in the corner of the gym that nobody ever uses, but maybe we should be. That's probably why it's never used. It's not. Um, I, to be honest, personally, I don't actually use any machines mm. uh, when I train. Even when I entered the bikini competition in the UK, I didn't use one machine. Um, I was doing it out of a CrossFit box, which if you, any of you don't CrossFit know, there's no machines in there. Um, so uh, my level with machines is very basic. The only one I would use is the hamstring um, curl. I, I would have to say, I don't know if it's un, un, or underrated as such. People might um, argue with me on that one, but I'd say underused is the assault bike. So if anyone's hopped yes. on that, the air bike for a good four to six minutes um, I would say that is probably one of the most effective ways to increase your anaerobic fitness mm -hmm. um, as well as to get your heart rate up as quick as possible so tomorrow when you head into the gym um, ask around for the assault bike and, and let me know how you find it normally see people just dying on those things that's right yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is one of my favorites awesome. it's brutal and uh, we've got a great question in here I like this one I hate being sick and unable to do my workout should I do what I can anyway or am I doing the best thing by resting a hundred percent I would always suggest um, ample recovery um, again going into the gym and trying to train you're only going to put more stress onto your body into your immune system you're not going to allow correct time for recovery mm -hmm. you're always better off taking that time to recover for me I, I, if I'm feeling unwell I like to increase make sure my nutrition's on point make sure I'm having some fresh juices keeping vitamins and minerals mm -hmm. you know into my body and going for a nice walk and getting some fresh air can sometimes be the best thing for you and a follow-on to that, um, is there any way to reduce the impact of illness when you get back to the gym? When you get back... I sometimes I think actually when you work out, to be honest, I'm like, I feel so much better. <laughs> but uh, I think just stay on point with your nutrition, for sure. Uh, make sure everything's clean. Um, Wipe yeah, definitely. Down the equipment. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like making sure that one thing that we can do is often trying to balance a, a strong uh, training schedule and a work life balance is lack of sleep. Mm. Um, and lack of sleep mm. can and lead to you know you being run down and, and and many types of different sicknesses. Um, as well as keeping your vitamins up, vitamin C, vitamin D, um, magnesium. So a few of those essentials. Um, and if you're unsure of those, um, get in touch with someone and and kind of put together a plan. And um, coming back to nutrition again, and uh, it's one of the most important things. And unfortunately, here in the UAE, we have high levels of obesity and diabetes mm. on the rise. They're at pretty horrific levels at the moment. Nutrition seems to be it seems to be getting better on one hand, but mm -hmm. it's something that we're very lacking uh, in the other. And one of the arguments that always comes up is that junk food's always cheaper mm -hmm. than trying to, to eat healthily. So, there are there any simple um, keys or factors? about nutrition that we, we can all do to eat a little bit better I I would say just go back down to the basics uh, if you if you if you're really new stick to having your three meals a day at least uh, have like veg in the meal make sure you eat a lot of green foods um, and you're getting a balance with all your food groups mm. it really does come down like a simple step that you can you can almost take immediately would be portion control yeah so you know to instantly i guess 
put yourself in a more healthy position as far mm. as limiting your calories or, or not. It's very easy to overindulge in Dubai in, in particular. Yeah. Ever since I've even, even gotten here, I found it quite hard. The food's so nice, so many different cultures, different types of foods. Um, and everyone tends to kind of overindulge in their meals. So just trying to cut down your portions, um, stay hydrated, um, use vegetables to try and keep yourself more full. Yeah. Um, and really just balancing your meals and it, it's really important just by starting by smaller portions for me, I feel. Portion control, I think, Definitely. is uh, yeah. something that we all slack on yeah. a lot. We, we, were, we were recently uh, in the States and you go somewhere and you're like, well, just have a tiny Perfect. thing. And they look at you like you're crazy. Like you what you don't want three burgers That's and right. four portions of fries <laughs> with that. It's, it's so true, actually. And joining me in the studio, we've got Jason Grimmer, Australian fitness and lifestyle coach, and Mel Sidkey, who is an aerial arts fitness and health coach, and also athlete. And uh, just previously, I said that I wanted to discuss sort of about the fad diets at the moment. And one that seems to be gaining quite a lot of popularity is the uh, the keto diet at the moment. And I see a lot of Instagram posts and blog posts about it, and it just seems to be a lot of fat, to be honest, and low carbs or or no carbs. So just want to get uh, your opinions on this one at the moment yeah definitely so basically it's 75 percent of fat to be exact so the way the diet's broken down with the ketogenic diet is you're actually focusing on consuming 20 percent uh, protein 75 percent fat and five percent carbs but a lot of the times it's close to you know five to zero percent carbs so really the way the ketogenic diets works is you're essentially substituting your carbohydrates um, for fats and using that as an energy source Um, Now, for this to happen effectively, you need to enter a stage called ketosis. Now, ketosis is where your body is effectively using your fats um, as fuel um, to help, um, you know, improve, I guess, uh, cognitive um, abilities um, as well as more effectively burn fat. Now, the catch with that is it takes 7 to 14 days Mm. to actually get into this stage. And in in that 7 to 14 days, you need to to have cut out... Um, all forms of carbohydrates, so things like rice, pasta, potatoes, um, breads, as well as fruit and vegetables. So it is quite difficult and quite challenging for most people. And uh, is this specific kind of fats or is it any kind of fats or are we talking the good fats supposedly here? So so, so it, it does kind of outline the good fats being obviously your oils, um, avocados, um, dairy products, um, um, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these fats, and there's lots of different types of fats as well. But the idea is, is that by consuming such a high amount of different types of fats, um, it, 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 you're really neglecting a lot of other areas that mm, you know. Obviously, you're having no vegetables. Um, your your fiber levels are low. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I would, would this be then a short term thing and not recommended in the long term? Would you say? I would, I, I would say actually for anyone, it's not. It's if you're especially if you're not an athlete and it's very not very serious with your training, it's not a sustainable diet to have. Definitely. Um, you're just gonna. What happens when you go out and you want you want to enjoy a, a meal with your friends mm. and have like a pasta or pizza? You know. That's um, right. That's right. So it, for pe- for those that. Like, okay, I want to start a new diet. I wouldn't say go straight, like, go do a ketogenic diet. And the thing yeah. with it, too, is once you're in that ketosis phase, if you simply have any form of carbohydrate outside, you know, during this process, um, you run the risk of actually going back to square one, in which case you do need to go through the day seven to 14 again to get back into that phase. So, simply, there is no room for that cheat meal pasta on the weekend. Um, it can take you back to square one. Also, I would actually ask yourself, like, why, what is the reason why you're doing this diet? Like, what? is the reason behind it personally i my body hates fats <laughs> like i my fuel is my carbs i'm all my 
training is fueled by carbs. Yeah. Um, I couldn't. I could never like have fat all day. I'd, I'd just break down. I think like I'd sleep and. It just doesn't work for my body. And I see at the moment a lot of uh, ketone supplements as well or ketone supplements uh, being pushed around as well to kind of do the same thing, put your body into ketosis. So would you recommend these or not? Um, for me, I would always stick. Click. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. would. Al- like, again, I don't know 100% much about the exact form of the supplements and their, their purpose other than what you've just mentioned. Emma, but um, I'd always try and stay clear of these supplements that kind of are going to guarantee a result mm. first and foremost rather than the nutrition. So for me, supplements are called supplements for a reason. Um, they're, they're not the mainstream um, form of your nutrition at all. Mm. And I guess with anything high fat like that, you've got to be careful of if you have high cholesterol levels or anything like that to begin with. Because to me, it's sounds very similar to what the Atkins diet is as well, which again was high fat um, and based on that. And there were a lot of problems with people's cholesterol shooting through the roof with that one. So I'd say uh, it's probably one of those ones that you probably need doctor's advice before you Mm. do anything like that. It's a bit extreme. Definitely, definitely. It is very extreme. And a lot of people these days have a high tolerance to dairy products. Um, Dairy products such as your cheese, milk and yogurts are high in toxicity. Um, So it, it can, of course, a lot of problems for people as far as their gut health their stomach um, drowsiness fatigue this kind of thing so yeah it it is quite an unbalanced form of nutrition plan I would say really just listen to your body there's a reason why you're craving certain foods or um, yeah just listen to it do we forget to listen to what our bodies are telling us a lot of the time and we just ignore what's going on because someone's telling you I need to do this this is working for me so someone else is like oh it must work for me then so I'm just going to copy what you're doing but we they don't realize is not everyone's an individual everyone's body's different you really need to just find what works for you and stick at it some people find it and then they change it again because they think oh change is good but if something's working stay at it stick it I think that's really good advice, Mel. Not not one size fits all, as we would say. We've got a question that comes through on the SMS here saying, um, I work out pretty well, but my cellulite just doesn't go away. And it's really disappointing me. And I'm thin, but with cellulite problems that comes from Jade. Jade, I think that's the problem for most of us women, to be <laughs> yeah. brutally honest with you. Uh, Mel, you want to tackle yeah, that me one? Me too. Like, I, I have it. I'm, I still go around in shorts on a pole. <laughs> um <laughs> I would, what has worked for me make sure you drink enough water mm. um, there's like a I can't remember what it's called I think it's sliding cupping that kind of brings the blood flow to the uh, skin and um, simulates blood flow so that can help um, there might be a lot of scar tissue as well so just maybe get specialists to look at it and move um, get some sliding cupping Jason, any thoughts on cellulite? Yeah, definitely. I think it would come down to obviously maintaining a lower level of body fat percentage as well, keeping your body fat low, of course, in a healthy range. Um, Always I like to kind of take clients through their strength side of their program as well, so developing lean muscle mass. Now, if if you are female lifting weights, Mm. obviously the typical misconception is that you may end up bulking up too much. That is incorrect. So the idea for females to actually lift weights as well is it can be extremely beneficial for their posture, Mm. um, elevating their muscle mass, and obviously... Um, it can assist with um, cellulite issues as well. Like learn to like not love it, but it, um, be proud of yourself for what you're doing so far. It's just a bit of cellulite. Everyone's got it. I've got it. Um, 
it can go but the the pros and cons like how much effort you're going to put into lose yeah. a bit of cellulite who's going to really see that you know I mean I just I see the fittest women in the world and they're they're muscular yeah. and they're, they're slim and all the rest of it and they've still got you know the, the yeah. orange peel it, just, it, happens. it happens it's just part and parcel of being a woman unfortunately a lot of the time I mm. think um, I've got another question in here for you guys is cryotherapy really good for recovery after intense workouts or things like obstacle races that comes from Sam thoughts on cryotherapy basically where you go and you're uh, standing uh, the minus the temperatures minus, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't, but I, I personally, I think um, it's the same as having an ice bath mm. after, let's say, um, yeah, obstacle or uh, longer duration uh, exercise. Then yeah. I think, yeah. Jason, any I, thoughts on uh, cryotherapy? Um, well, essentially, it's um, similar to like that concept of, I guess, an ice bath, but it's yeah. a lot colder. Um, oh, is so- it? I didn't realize how cold. I can't remember. It's like minus. So it's going to be minus twenty or something like that. It's oh, very, very it's quite cold. Which you, you only spend a few minutes in the thing. So I personally, I've never tried it. I've had a nice bath, and I, it does. I yeah, it, it is quite effective as far as pain relief and muscle muscle healing goes. Um, they say it can assist in weight loss, obviously by elevating the heart rate. But again, um, I would always stick to nutrition with that one. But for me, it would be number one as far as recovery and allowing you to go back into the gym the next day and train harder and um, um, feel better about it too. Mm. Okay, we've got another question in here from uh, Mahmoud who says I keep getting muscle cramps in my calves after I work out even though I stretch and use the rollers what is causing it and uh, what's causing it and what can I do to prevent it so, so there's a few different things. Obviously, making sure that your hydration is um, high during your workouts. I like to try and get through at least a liter of water during my sessions. Yeah. I'm training for about 45 to 60 minutes. So it could be a lack of hydration. You could be quite dehydrated. That could be causing the cramps. Um, lack of magnesium sometimes in the body. Sometimes that will assist with, with cramps as well. Um, stretching and rolling the calves um, is a great way to go about it. Um, I would also just make sure that you're not overtraining your calves either. So what time, a lot of the time you, you, people can have these issues with their calves, oh, yeah. but then jump on the calf raises and mm-hmm. you know kind of be really trying to strengthen their calves. Um, but at the same time, they're causing that tightness that they're working to get to remove. I would say uh, try and pinpoint what is causing that after maybe some people squat and they squeeze too hard with their feet. Mm-hmm. Um, so find exactly when it happens during your training and uh, try and figure out what's causing it okay and uh, another question in from Jess saying uh, uh, again coming back to supplements is it necessary to take uh, pre and post workout supplements or is just a good diet enough so obviously um, pre and post workout supplements so you've got your pre-workout supplements which can be um, I guess it would depend what caffeine, what it? we mean. It's like, there's obviously your bed alanine or your pre workout energy shots. Um, again, there's nothing overly harmful with these. Just making sure that you stick to to supplements that aren't containing all of the extras that you don't really need. So caffeine tends to be, I guess, the most natural form of energy boost before you train. Aside from a carbohydrate source, mm. for example, a banana, you can get energy from just a banana. Mm. As simple as that. Um, I like to alternate between a pre workout supplement for six weeks on, and then I like to go off for six weeks and I'd try and train without relying on that that pre-workout supplement. You really don't want to have to rely on something like that every single session to um, to perform. Also, if you're if you're dieting, I'm assuming um, this person's on a diet. It's, it's sometimes it's actually nice to have like a sweet uh, pre-workout. Mm. It's, it's uh, yes, it's got a lot of sweeteners in it, um, but it's not going to kill you. You know, I like to sometimes have some flavored BCAAs like in a drink. It just makes you feel 
like having a bit of a treat. So, and I've yeah. seen one of the favourites of a lot of people is uh, a black coffee with coconut oil in it, almost kind of like a bulletproof <laughs> coffee. I think I've never. I've never, I'm just. I stick to just the coffee. Yeah, it does taste quite good. It does have you taste tried quite, it? Yeah, it does oh. taste quite nice. I'll have to try that. It's like more of a natural supplement because you can get the pre workouts that are caffeine free as well. There are a few of those. That's kicking right. There around. are those alternatives too. And, and as far as post workout goes, um, again. I would always try to to bring in my meal, you know, a balanced meal opposed to relying yeah. on sort of any post-workout shakes. I like to use my shakes as more of a intra-meal um, supplement to allow me to bridge my meals throughout the day if I'm feeling hungry. Um, so if you've got the opportunity to have, have a meal straight after your session or, you know, within 30, yeah. 45 minutes, I would recommend. I agree, uh, yeah. actually. And um, another question here in, uh, from Farouk, who uh, I think f- needs a little bit of motivation. He says, I'm quite overweight and I know I need to start working out and eating better. I've been to look at a few different gyms and facilities and I feel quite intimidated just seeing mm. some of the people in there. How do I get yeah. started and get over my fears? Yeah. It is quite Come intimidating when you walk into some places. 100%. Um, yeah. I, mm. Uh, maybe I would say like if you have a friend to go with you, um, or I think I always say start with a coach because I, yeah, I they're I, I didn't they're, they're like they're co- <laughs> a, co- a good coach should motivate you, push you, like be by your side every step of that way. And if you find a coach like that that's willing to put so much effort into you, then you. It doesn't matter. It, it is an investment that you'll hang on to for a lifetime. So if you mm. if you walk into a gym and you're quite intimidated and, you have un, and you're unsure what to do, look for a trainer. Look for someone who you're willing to work with, even a friend who's been mm. with a trainer before. I'd always suggest having someone with that experience. And they're going to be able to set you up, mm. um, guide you through the process, and, and you will hang on to that. And, and every time you walk into a gym from then on, you will yeah. know what equipment's what. You will know what to do. It will make a big difference as far as your motivation goes. It doesn't mean to say you have to have that trainer for the rest of your life. Mm. You know, They might be there just to kickstart you and help you out definitely don't be afraid of us trainers like we're here to help you guys <laughs> and also i think don't be afraid of the or intimidated by the other people because they all started somewhere as well they weren't right. born that way they didn't all start off exactly. looking that exactly. way either and sometimes the look can be quite intimidating but once you really get in there everyone's actually quite friendly everyone yeah. knows you know everyone's been in your shoes Too before far. so just simply walk pa- through past the door into the weights floor into the cardio section um, and you will find that it is it is it can be quite Quite welcoming would classes be a good way to start on that as well we are you know in a group environment so again the little support system maybe uh i would say completely depends on the class for your goal some classes okay yeah support system they're great mm. um but i'm not a fan of classes personally i don't know about yeah you. look classes definitely have their benefit they're structured um there's a number of it the number of people in the classes you won't feel like you're totally isolated yeah. in the class um the risk with that though is you can also go unnoticed and you might not get the attention that you actually need out of that class but mm. i would say it's something that definitely supplements your training you can make friends in the gym you can yeah. you know try something different. it's a great starting point I, I would recommend um and there are a lot of different classes out there so there's something for what everybody ones, what ones would you recommend you have to pick Look, there are a lot of different classes. Again, it would depend on the goal, but I, yeah. I tend to recommend clients um, for effective classes. I feel like any sort of boxing yeah. classes, or martial mm. art classes, um, any cycle, cool. RPM, spin classes, yes, extremely spin, effective. Actually. Yeah, yeah, spin. Um, look, body step, body attack, the old Les Mill classes are very yeah. well structured. So again, there's something for everybody and it just depends on what you're interested in. You do need to be interested in the class to really get the most get out it. of it. Yeah. yeah. 
Excellent. So there you go, Farouk. Don't be intimidated. Just go for it. That's right. <laughs> There's people there to help you. All right. It is Get Fit Radio and it's Emma sitting in for James Pikeaway this week. And in the studio with me is Jason Grimmer, Australian fitness and lifestyle coach, and also Mel Sidke, aerial arts fitness health coach and athlete. And I, I feel sad about this SMS that's just come in saying uh, virtual classes at my gym. No one went to help me get me fit and confidence up before progressing into group classes. That makes feel for me feel sad. <laughs> there Definitely. are there are there are helpful people out there. They Whoever out there. you are, don't worry. Uh, we're here to help you. So we're running out of time a little bit. So one thing that I wanted to bring up was that many of us here in the UAE we live very sedentary lives. It's just unfortunately the way it goes here for a lot of people. Um, body weight workouts and uh, calisthenics. I can never say that, Mel. Calisthenics. <laughs> calisthenics. Mm. Thank you. Uh, are growing rapidly. How do you find the best workouts? along those lines for individuals and I know you do the pole ones as well maybe we should challenge Jason to come and do one of your classes so calisthenics how do you find the best one of those uh, to work, work out, out to yeah uh, <laughs> it's tricky um, they're great starting point they're great body weight uh, to be able to move and do the exercises they are they are great um, there's a lot of gyms here that um, you, you have Gravity mm. in Alcuz that is a pure calisthenics gym um, and they do a lot of classes there so for for those that are short on time or finish work late there's classes there till 10pm uh, Do people underestimate the power of body weight workouts I mean I know people yeah. who literally they don't touch a weight and yeah. all they do is this and they are shredded and ripped and it's ridiculous uh, Yes they are ripped Um but I, as a coach, or I personally mix my training up. I think um, if you stick to one thing, you're only going to be good at doing that one thing. And it's good to do both. The best athletes in the world do condition with weights as well. So don't neglect them. So a little bit of everything. And Jason, yeah. what's a good body weight workout for you? Look, it, it would always you know vary. Like a lot of my go-tos is when I tend to be, if I'm traveling or um, on holidays even, um, even if I'm short on time, the, the, the key with the body weight workout is your intensity. Mm. Okay, so a lot of the time you'll scroll through Instagram and you'll see 101 different body weight workouts or holiday workouts and all the rest. Mm. Um, it, the effectiveness of this workout is going to depend on your intensity. So making sure that's first and foremost. From there, you can almost pick any 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 exercises really um, as long as that they have the intensity so for me my go-to will be something simple you could go 10 push-ups 10 squats 10 crunches um, and 10 reverse lunges now that in itself can be quite difficult repeat that for 20 minutes as many rounds as you mm. can um, with intensity is a yep. very challenging workout no matter what fitness level you are and a, a lot of body weight workouts can be regressed and and made more difficult depending so making sure you start at a level that that is comfortable for you and then building up so calisthenics is on the more the more advanced side of the scale yeah. so it's for sure and you're kind of getting more into the gymnastic side of it with I was that, just going to say gym, like, gymnastics look how long it's been around this body weight really um, it, we're basically copying the exercises and making it a bit more urban street and popular because now everyone's doing it yeah you know but it's testament to the fact that the, the, because it's been around so long and so many uh, variations are coming out, mm. are testament that it works. It's old school, but it works. Yeah, what I agree. Say? I agree. I do agree. Again, uh, I think the intensity is very important. So 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. has to be the intensity. It, it, is, it is an effective way to train. It is an effective way to train, but it's making sure that you're you're covering all your bases. Yeah, you you know, again, like you mentioned, a lot of the guys and ladies that you see that are doing this kind of aesthetic training are quite shredded or, or ripped, I guess. But again, that goes hand in hand with the correct nutrition, you mm-hmm. know, regime as well. So a lot of the time, it's it's all about the balance. All about the balance. Mm. And you have to pick um, the workouts to do work a little bit of everything. So legs, core, Make sure upper you're body. Yeah. So if you had, so Jason, you've already picked four. Mel, what would be, say, your four go-to, go-to. body Okay, for someone habits. completely new, um, I would stick to your compound uh, movements. So your squats, lunges, um, if you've got rings around, some rows, uh, push-ups, um, maybe like a scaled handstand holds whereby your feet are on a chair and you're in an upright position. Um you want to look at how your body can move and make sure you're moving in them planes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and uh, it was interesting that you brought up travelling, Jason, because we, we all travel, we all like to go on holiday and chill out, but there's no excuse for slacking off always, is there? That's right. <laughs> I always think you need to... You mean, mm. Look... It, 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 it's it's one of those ones I, I like to encourage clients that if they have put in a solid stint in their training the last six weeks and they're off you know to the to the Maldives for five days look have that rest a lot of the time your body is going to need a rest or a mm. deload period mm. um, but we all know how great we feel after we exercise so if you do have the time sometimes go for a run for a walk one of those short little workouts even some stretching and you can come back you know, back to the, your life and your routine and you'll feel like you haven't actually missed a beat. So um, it, it, it comes down to where you're at in your training program. But I would say we all feel a lot better after a little bit of exercise, 100%. And it, I find it's it's always so hard. You take any kind of break from working out and it's so hard to get back into the, to the routine again. It's a real struggle sometimes. Is it not? So is it best to, yeah. is it best yes. to just ease it, back into there. it? <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. It's all been there. I, I always like to encourage like, you know, clients or people I've spoken to even even to put it in my own head is a week from now I will feel so much better yeah. so you know that first session in the gym is never pretty the second the third fourth but a week from now I will feel like I'm back on track I will feel like I'm back into the routine and, and that's what I try and focus on um, look we all have periods that will stop our training and, and have to kick back off so it's never pretty um, but it always comes back it always comes back it always gets mm-hmm. easier and we all have to start somewhere with mm-hmm. our workouts and training and hopefully get our diets back on track as well yeah. I've had way too much New York pizza it's not good <laughs> <laughs> and waffles well we've just about run out of time so thank you both so much for joining me here for Get Fit Radio You're this welcome. week thanks, so thanks for having us on so I have a question for you would you both like to come back next week and do this all again <laughs> <laughs> it was good fun yeah Definitely it was good fun that. and in the meantime Jason can I set you a challenge to actually go to one of Mel's poll classes interesting and come back <laughs> and give your feedback Come Let's on, Look, take, the take the I'll challenge. I'll take the challenge. That's <laughs> yes. just that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the air live, so that's it. Done and dusted. Deal. Excellent. That's been Get Fit Radio. That's me, Emma Brain. Thank you very much to Jason and Mel, our guests this week.